1: Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here
2: are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along today. The Thursday edition, is it's today the last full day of summer? Because it is absolutely it gorgeous. It is so beautiful. Don't you Wonderful. wish we were outside today? I do, right now.
3: We've got a live broadcast coming up tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We're going to be down at the Pittsburgh Theological Seminary celebrating the uh, grand opening of their beautiful new library. Um, but I kind of wish that we it was today and then we could be out and about
4: right
2: before the show starts. <laughs> yes, on the lovely grounds.
3: we're in the middle of an office building and it's just not the same. No, it's
2: not. And of course, the windows don't open. Wouldn't it be nice if I was watching something the other day and they were like, oh, I know someone was in New York City and they were like way high up, like, you know, 40 stories up and they opened up the window very nicely. They never, they don't do that today.
3: Well, no kidding. Cause someone would jump out or push somebody out or, you know, would.
2: No, I think it has to do with the architecture. <laughs>
5: That's
3: all. Did I?
2: I think so. I think, did I go down too dark of a path? You, very quickly, you did. I just Is that what
3: happened? I think it has
2: to do with it, the modern style of architecture, as opposed to you know something created in the twenties.
3: I'm sorry, I didn't realize that. It's all right. It's fine. Um, so, did you hear about the um, the new connection between Coke and cannabis?
2: You mean cocaine?
3: <laughs> no, I mean uh, Coca-Cola.
2: Have a Coke and a smile. No, mm-hmm. I did not. You, you did know, not I'm, hear that. I'm okay. an aficionado of uh, my, my Coke, of <laughs> Coca-Cola.
3: Yeah, let's clarify exactly what we're talking Please, about thank here. You. Um, you know, as soon as I decided to, to uh, bring this up, my computer failed. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's all right. I'm just I'm just pulling it up here. I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs>
2: <Right> here, <anyway. laughs> let's be fair here. It's not your computer.
3: No, it's not my computer because see, here's their computer's the thing. dead. I've got two computers, mm-hmm. uh, and they're both dead. Good. Ever, yeah, they're both dead. Very good. And uh, and so basically what I'm doing here is working, trying to run the entire show off of my phone.
2: <laughs> well, you know, Fred Hansberger would have done the same thing. Would he have done the nah, same he thing? he just would have made stuff up. I don't know, know
3: just, if he would have done that. You know. uh, anyway, I, I, I'm not doing a very good job running the show off of my phone at okay. this point. Why mm-hmm. don't we want to switch gears? Yeah, just because okay. I can't pull up that article about cooking nice. cannabis.
2: Okay, so I saw an, uh, something about uh, Pope Francis. Pope Francis apparently is hanging out with Bono. What? Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, They met yesterday at the Vatican. Of course, now I'm sure the the Pope and Bono have met um, more than once before. But in the midst of the the Vatican and uh, the sex scandal... uh, Is that why
3: Bono decided to talk to him? Because they needed to get some things straight?
2: No, no. um, Wait, I'm having...
3: (laughs) <laughs> you can't find that. We just no, – oh, gosh. Okay, we, need okay. we need a different – we need like a computer adjustment no. here.
2: So listen. So Bono, uh, after the fact, addressed the Vatican press corps while wearing his uh, tinted glasses. And he said that uh, he and the pontiff spoke about, quote, the wild beast of capitalism – and the recent spate of revelations of clergy sexual abuse in the Catholic Church. Quote, Bono said, We talked about the Pope's feelings about what has happened in the church, adding that Francis spoke about being, in his words, aghast at the revelations. I explained how it looks to some people like the abusers are being more protected than the victims, and you could see the pain in his face. I thought he was sincere. Bono had met Francis at the Vatican-supported enterprise to encourage innovative educational initiatives. The singer said that he was intrigued by what uh, the Vatican was doing, wanted to see about a possible partnership with International Advocacy Organization, which Bono uh, heralds called One, which he co-founded in 2004. Quote, we haven't figured out what we're going to do together. We just sort of have a crush on each other. Bono said Mm -hmm. pending the discussions of course Pope Francis is under an an intense global scrutiny for his handling of the clergy sexual abuse uh, Mm -hmm. after a former Vatican ambassador Carl Vigano is Vigano? Mm -hmm. Vigano Vigano released a document alleging a systematic cover-up of allegations involving ex-cardinal Theodore McCarrick. In his only remarks on the matter to date, the Pope said Vigiano's documents contain a host of unsubstantiated and ideological claims that have now been revealed to have been drafted with the help of several ultra-right-wing Catholic figures, and that it, quote, speaks for itself. Oh,
3: spare me. Yeah,
2: that's what he said.
3: That's what Bono said.
2: No, no, that's what the Pope said. Speaks for itself. Mm-hmm.
3: I don't think it's a good time for Bono to say that he and the Pope have a crush on each other.
2: I do. I not. really don't. I agree. I really don't. Well, Bono's lost a lot of Jews with me because you know he's a. Um, uh, as the abortion vote went before the Irish people last uh, what th- two months ago? Yeah. He was a uh, uh, pro-abortion. He sort of drove it from his celebrity yeah, couch. He did. Which was surprising.
3: And here's, and here's the thing. Based, I mean, I'm not Irish. I'm trying to be sympathetic to their understanding and their environment and uh, the, the culture that they have, which has been absolutely used and abused by the Catholic Church. Undoubtedly. I mean, the, if you go back and look at the historical relationship between Catholic clergy, especially oh and young mothers, young unmarried mothers in Ireland, talk about a wretched scandal. Yeah. What was done to young women and to their children um, for just of being years. separated and, you know, taken off, uh, you know, t- babies taken away from their mothers? For all of the Catholic Church's commitment in Ireland to being pro-life, mm-hmm. it absolutely did not go any farther than birth. And for their commitment to it, they absolutely didn't follow through even – five percent on caring for the actual woman involved it's it's a horrible story it's an absolutely humbling story when you look back on it so anyway bono perhaps growing up in that circumstance seeing all of those things says okay well someone not having a child is better than going through that okay whatever isn't that an important thing you should talk to the pope about why are you talking about the unrestrained beast of capitalism
2: yeah and the clergy sex abuse case Sorry. I, I think know. that's uh, I mean, you know, think
3: that's a misstep on his part.
2: Celebrity introductions to, you whatever. know, whatever. It, uh, it's become such a
3: So done with it. I'm done with I'm done with, you know, Bono being, you know, that's a huge thing having him talking to the Pope. I'm done with Julie Louise Dreyfus who's standing up for the Kavanaugh accuser. Because she thinks she's telling the truth. with abs- None of us know if she's telling the truth. No. How does she know she's telling the truth? Why she she doesn't. No. Why none of us know.
6: Because she's a celebrity. Right. So, but if she's if a put celebrity. we put more
3: value on that than anything. That's crazy.
2: Do we not? It's absolutely nuts. It's fun. the world we live in. It truly really is. Done with that. Listen to us. I know. A couple of old cranks.
3: Anyway, okay. Well, but we have something really good to talk about. Uh. Because I don't think we're cranks. <laughs> it sounds like we it. We sound like oh, Mike's, Mike's nodding. As soon as I nodding. said, it, yeah. Look, Mike, aren't you sick of the celebrity culture? You and I are the ones that watched the Emmy Awards the other night oh, and almost didn't too. survive Please.
2: it. What are you asking for,
3: Mike? Come on, speak up, pal.
2: <laughs> I thought we were supposed to be a little light here, okay? I thought we were supposed to be a little frothy. It got
3: dark <laughs> when I lost the Coke and Cannabis article.
2: <laughs> Which itself was a real pick-me-up. Don't
3: you worry. Let's talk about Coke. That's coming up at 5.05 because I found the article. She
2: efforted on the phone.
3: It's on, from Forbes magazine. Fabulous. I can't wait to talk about it anyway. We're
2: increasing the technology budget here.
3: Mike, I don't think I'm ever watching the Emmys again.
2: Please. Really?
3: Why would
7: you bother you like in the it? first place? I did. I'm not going to lie. I'm not, I liked it. What, because don't poo-poo it, John. i poo it. What, because it. of the proposal uh, yeah, because that was the prep- high point. The proposal, and it didn't. It there wasn't that many Trump that's bashing
2: true. jokes. That's true. It, oh, so that's the, that's the, uh, the litmus test now. Although uh, there weren't that many Trump okay, bashing but, jokes, but
7: because it took like it, it, in today's entertainment. Trump totally takes over the show. Right? It's it it turns into nothing but a bash bash show of Trump. And it's it's what it it's oh it's, it, it it drives me crazy. It's it's becoming too. It's getting too old. It yeah, look, it's getting, getting, too getting old. way too old. Now Mike's a crank.
3: Oh, boy, you yeah, sound like an just, old crank. He sure does. I mean, relax it, would you, Mike? Oh,
7: yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, you know what? I think it's because I'm h- hanging out with you guys. Too yeah, much. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah fine, I it's I always, always that that back to come
3: <laughs> Yeah, coming up next. Hey, Mike. Let me just say one oh, thing. Yeah. Get on it we're going to talk about something that actually matters. Let's go. (laughs) Prison ministry. uh, Kai Ross is going to be with us in just a minute. What happens to the spouses of those who are incarcerated? We'll talk about that next on today's Ride Home.
8: WORD. Your story of faith and spiritual growth is an important one. And here at Word FM, we are interested in hearing how this station has made a direct and positive impact on your life. It gives me inspiration and hope. It's our wish that what you hear from us positively affects you and your family. And we would love for you to tell us about it. It's really encouraging to me.
7: Whenever I need to be uplifted, there's something on to uplift me.
8: So visit wordfm.com slash story. Record a video message and share your story with us. For doing that, you'll be eligible to win a grand prize of an Apple iPad Pro and an Apple Pencil.
9: It's encouraging. It's inspiring, and it lifts me up when I'm having a bad day.
10: Visit wordfm.com/story. And share your video. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term providers help thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-444-2013. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you he's on meds too. Call 800-444-2013. 800-444-2013. This is Chris Abernethy of Abernethy and Hagerman. You don't
1: want the government deciding what happens to your estate or how much they will take. At Abernethy and Hagerman, estate administration is the heart and soul of our practice. We have the experience to help not only plan, but administer your estate properly. To protect your assets, minimize taxes, and ensure that your inheritance gets to the ones you love. Decide for yourself, Abernethy and Hagerman, legal help that lasts a lifetime. Visit a-h.law.
6: At Grace Wellness Center, our philosophy is that we are called to thrive. We're always called to something bigger, something more. God is calling us, Aki. God is calling us. And you know what? I'm so looking forward to how we'll be able to bless others. I'm going to say this. This show has been such a blessing to me. You know my wife and kids will only listen to me if my voice is coming out of the radio. (laughs) Is that right? That's right. That's awesome. (laughs) I can't Maybe some other people will listen to us. Called to Thrive is right here on Word FM every Saturday at 930. Check us out. Join us. You've commit yourself to pastoring and preaching from the Word of God. You've got to do that against the background of a collapsing culture. And then you've got to do it because of the nature of scripture itself.
11: Word FM presents Know the Truths, Philip de Coursey at the twenty eighteen Pastor Appreciation Luncheon. To preach the Bible as the handbook for life rather
12: than as a revelation of Christ is to turn the Bible into an entirely different book.
11: A free event for pastors, October 3rd at Heinz Field. RSVP now at wordfm.com slash pal.
2: Last couple of months or so, we were talking with the guys from Kairos Prison Ministry. Well, the fact of the matter is there is a, um, a woman's uh, derivative from Kairos mm-hmm. Prison Ministry. Here to talk to us about that is Jackie McKee. Hey, Jackie, welcome to the show. How are you doing today?
3: I'm doing well. How are you?
2: Real good. Thanks for being with us here today.
3: Jackie, what's Kairos
5: Outside? Kairos Outside is, the, as John said, the um, outside arm of Kairos Prison Ministry. So when we have men and women that go inside the prison and we minister to them through Kairos Inside, the Kairos outside is for the mothers and the sisters and the wives and the aunts that remain behind when their loved one goes inside to the prison. So they are picking up the pieces. They're keeping the home fires burning. Uh, oftentimes, their grandmothers or sisters that are taking care of grandchildren or nieces and nephews while the parent is incarcerated.
2: Mm. I'm sure that's a lot of pressure, isn't it?
5: it? It is very stressful for them because often they have, oftentimes they're a single parent taking care of uh, multiple children. Uh, sometimes their health is not good, but they're, they're working one or two jobs mm. to try to keep everything together while the loved one is is incarcerated
11: i see
5: so, so it can be a very stressful time for them
2: and so jackie what does kairos do you offer what for these women
5: because m- many of these women don't do well at taking care of themselves they are taking care of their little ones or or um everybody else in the family. They don't really take care of themselves. Mm -hmm. They put everyone else first. And so what Kairos Outside is about is giving these ladies one weekend to focus on themselves, to focus on being able to feel the love of God, to be able to just rest for a weekend in God's love. And we just pour it on. We love them from Friday to Sunday hmm. as much as we can. Hmm. So, Jackie, why are you involved? Uh, well, God called me <laughs> to this ministry. Um, I had been involved in, my husband and I had both been involved in Kairos Inside. And then when we had the opportunity to start Kairos Outside in 2010, I was asked to become a part of that uh, ad hoc committee and we had our first weekend in june of 2011 and we are coming up on our ninth weekend at the end of october nice
2: so jackie as part of Cairo's inside were you yourself going in to see women inmates
5: yes yes
2: can you talk about that um
5: um we um My experience with Kairos Inside was in Ohio, when we lived in Ohio. And so I went into the facility in Ohio. Um, We have two facilities here in Pennsylvania, Muncie and um, Cambridge Springs. And we have teams going into both of those institutions. Uh, It's about meeting with the ladies. And Kairos Inside and Kairos Outside is about meeting the people where they are. And just loving them where they are, and um, our motto inside and out is "listen, listen, love, love." Hmm.
2: And so, I'm assuming that this is not this is not a paid position. You're doing this because you love Christ and want to spread the gospel to those women who are incarcerated or those women who are caring for men who are incarcerated. Yeah.
5: Well, it's men and women. I mean, there there are uh, ladies that come to us whose daughters have been incarcerated or their their granddaughters have been incarcerated, and they're taking care of the children while their daughters or granddaughters are are incarcerated. So, yes, it's it's really about just showing them God's love. Um, So many of these ladies talk about having been rejected by friends and family, and even churches have turned their back on them when their loved one has gone into prison. Hmm. And it's they feel like it's something that they can't talk about. We give them that opportunity to share with each other the journey that they've been on. And then we continue after the weekend to allow these... we, We have reunions on a monthly basis in order for them to get back together and to to offer support to each other,
3: Jackie, talk about how um, if people are listening to this and they think, "Boy, this is the kind of thing that really can make a difference in somebody's life today." Mm-hmm. Um, how Absolutely. how is this is this a, a volunteer opportunity that's open? Absolutely, yes.
5: Um, they can email um, uh, ko western pa at gmail or they can call 412-407-7055 to get more information about either being a guest on the weekend or about volunteering to serve the weekend. Nice. But I do have to add that our guests pay nothing for the weekend. We offer this as a free opportunity, the we know that these ladies would not spend a dime mm-hmm. on themselves, right right and so cairo's outsides ministry is about providing this free time to get away and kind of rest in god
2: see so then you're looking for angels, you're looking for people with their physical presence face to face with the people inside or the the women outside, and, of course, an angel for someone to provide a little financial assistance so that this weekend is free for the women who are coming in.
5: Yes. The Kairos outside weekends, um, they usually average about $12,000 for us. And so just a, a, a $150 check. Is going to provide that weekend for one guest, and we try to have at least forty guests for each weekend. I see. So, um, and and we average. Um, we we usually have some fall off, but we have we've always had forty registered, and usually we serve any uh, somewhere around thirty to thirty five ladies each weekend.
2: Outstanding. So, Jackie, if uh, people want to reach out again, uh, phone numbers, websites, all that?
5: Yes. Um, the, uh, it's, oh, I don't have the website. Um, the phone number is 412 407 7055. The email is pa at gmail.com.
2: Outstanding. Well, Jackie, thanks an awful lot for, for you being that angel on the front lines to take care of uh, and love on the women inside the, the prison themselves, mm-hmm. Kairos inside, and of course, Kairos outside as well. Uh, both of those really deeply necessary uh, ministries, and happy that you're part of this.
5: Thank you. And I want to thank you and and Kathy and Kimberly and the crew at Word FM for getting the word out for us. It's
7: our
2: pleasure. Thank
5: you, so are I God's know. angels.
2: We'll post information about Kairos Inside and uh, the website information as well, along with a phone number on our Facebook page, The Ride Home with John and Kathy. It is, um, I see it right here, kairosprisonministry.org, kairosprisonministry.org. Take a quick break, come back. We're going to reset the clock. We've got a lot more heads. Won't you stay with us, please? It's The Ride Home with John and Kathy, the, the last day of summer edition.
1: He can smell you from half a mile away, here with pinpoint accuracy, and detect the slightest motion with a 310 degree field of vision. But with an Oak Ridge hunting blind from Yoder's Backyard Structures, that deer will never know you're there. Solid, silent, scent controlled, satisfaction guaranteed. This is one perch you won't fall out of. And with Yoder's, delivered and set up free of charge, take your hunt to a whole new level
2: at yodersbackyard.com. Great experiences are meant to be shared. How about the experience of a great night's sleep? This is John Hall, and I've been sharing with you about my pillow for a long time. It's truly the most comfortable pillow I've ever owned. It's machine washable, dryable, never loses its shape, and it gives me the support I need no matter what position I'm in. And it comes with Mike Lindell's famous 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Once you experience MyPillow, I'm sure that you'll love it too. And you're going to want to share that great experience with somebody else, which is great because right now you can get two MyPillows for the price of one with Mike's buy one, get one free deal. Just call 1-800-961-9207. Mention the promo code WORD to start enjoying the best sleep of your life or type it in when you visit MyPillow.com. So don't delay. That's 1-800-961-9207. Or visit MyPillow.com. Use the promo code WORD.
13: For victims of drunk and drug driving, our grief is unique, but you are not alone. MAD is here to help. Call our 24-hour victim helpline at 877-MAD-HELP. Or visit mad.org. That's M-A-D-D dot O-R-G.
11: Train up children in the way they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. PittsburghChristianSchools.net will help you locate true educational partners in Allegheny, Beaver, Butler, and Washington counties. PittsburghChristianSchools.net
4: Mainly clear, warm and muggy tonight, low 71. Tomorrow, a mix of clouds and sun, breezy, very warm and humid, 86. A shower and locally heavy thunderstorm will be around late tomorrow and into tomorrow evening. Any storm can be severe with some locally damaging winds. We'll cool down later tomorrow night to 58. Cooler and less humid Saturday with some sun, high 68. I'm Aki Weathers' Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM.
2: Last year, we saw this beautiful image of Christ that was painted by Leonardo da Vinci and has a really twisting, turning ownership that has just sort of uh, become back up in the news as of yesterday from the Wall Street Journal. This beautiful image, I, I mean, uh, I saved it so I could mm-hmm, put, it on, at, yeah. put it on my um, my screen, on my computer, mm-hmm. because it's just absolutely fascinating. So... Uh, Da Vinci painted this uh, image of Christ back in 1500. And then it, you know, you know how these are. I mean, that's so long ago. And someone's castle somewhere or somewhere with inside the church or whatnot. Um, The painting was sold last year for $450 million. Now, it goes back to 1958 when this painting came up for auction the Sir Francis Cook Auction House, and in 1958, it was sold for a hundred and twenty dollars.
3: Wait a minute! How can what, what? Like no one knew who Leonardo, G, Leonardo da Vinci was in 1958.
2: They did not think it was Leonardo oh, they, da Vinci. They thought it was you know um, some dude, someone connected or of of the school of or, but not verified as an actual da Vinci. So it was. Look, 120 bucks in 1958, and it was sold to the Kuntz private collection. Now, this sort of paper trail came up because there was a, a family, Warren E. Kuntz, and, uh, he was a, um, a f- he owned a furniture business in New Orleans and he took his wife on a tour of Europe. And while they were in Europe in 1958, they happened upon this auction house, went inside, saw this painting, loved it, bought it, brought it home. To New Orleans. Yes. And so after Warren Kuntz and his wife died, they bequeathed this painting to their nephew, a man by the name of, uh, Henry Trudeau. And this hung in Henry Trudeau's house in New Orleans um, since 1970. And the family now, – now so Henry Trudeau has passed away. And then when he passed away, his family, the Trudeau children, they looked at the contents of the family house and said, we're just going to auction st- – we're going to sell stuff. So this painting came up for bid, for sale, and they sold it for $10,000 in 2005.
3: So it had appreciated quite a bit between, yeah, someone saw Since nineteen fifty seven.
2: But then when it came up for sale in two thousand and five and told sold for ten thousand dollars, the people who came through the house contacted another, you know, sort of art historian, and then last year when it came up for sale again, they took a deeper dive and looked at it. And it took I'm sure a long time to verify the authenticity that it was in fact a Leonardo da Vinci painting, and that's when it sold for four hundred and fifty million dollars. So the heirs... Imagine
3: the, being the people who were right before, the last sale before the yes. valuation.
2: Yeah. When That's you sold a the painting for $10,000 and then moved forward from there. But you know what they, you know what they said, uh, the, the heirs of uh, Henry Kuntz, uh, and, uh, Henry Tudeau said, they're happy that it's been found as a historical great. piece Good for them. and found its way back into the public Good domain. Good
3: for them. That's a great way to look at yeah. it. Yeah. You know, it's hard with, with works of art like that because usually, you know, great works of art have a have a provenance, right? A pedigree. Right. And so you, you know who, you know, you can trade, it's like a family tree almost, right. you know who- Let's
1: paint several little happy trees. Mm, there you go.
3: <laughs> you, you know who has owned the painting, you know, as far back as you can possibly go. So the fact that this doesn't, I mean, it, it has one, but not an official one.
2: No, it doesn't. But I, I guess in looking at Leonardo da Vinci, that's the thing. Wouldn't you be able, I remember years ago, a friend of mine had a painting uh, that he believed was a Picasso, Picasso before Picasso became Cubist. Mm-hmm. And I went to New York with him. This is, you know, it's sort of, a, I was, he, he showed up and we, were, we we went up and down uh, the west side to all these art dealers. And someone said to him, Pat, you know how you know your mother's handwriting? This is not your mother's handwriting. And what he meant to say was, I know Picasso. I know Picasso, like I know my own mother's handwriting, and I can tell you verifiably this is not, and of course, Pat was crushed he still and he doesn't believe that it still he still does believe that it is a Picasso, but you know someone said no it's not. You would think that someone would look at a da Vinci and say yeah this is this is your mother's handwriting, this is a da Vinci, singularly in its genius
12: and mm-hmm. beauty mm
4: hmm
3: and people who specialize in such things recognize the idiosyncratic nature of whatever it is that the artist does, whether it's right. brushstrokes or color or the use of light or whatever that is. All
2: those things combined. However, it is a really beautiful piece. You, you, you remember this, right?
3: Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, I saw it yesterday. Absolutely gorgeous. It is absolutely beautiful.
2: Can you imagine spending $450 million on one piece of artwork?
3: Was it bought by an individual? Yes, it was. No, I can't imagine oh, that. Can you imagine that?
2: Okay, uh, taking a break?
3: Yeah, we're going to talk about fasting next. Is this something you do?
2: Yeah, uh, I have. Okay. Yes, have you?
3: I have, but not much.
2: No. It comes up because somebody here fasted recently. 101.5
3: WORD. Your story of faith and spiritual growth is an important one.
2: Here at Word FM, we're interested in hearing how this station has made a direct and positive impact on your life.
3: It's our wish that what you hear from us positively affects you and your family, and we would love for you to tell us about it.
2: Visit WordFM.com using the keyword story.
3: Record a video message and share your story with us.
2: For doing that, you'll be eligible to win a grand prize of an Apple iPad Pro and an Apple Pencil.
3: Visit WordFM.com
14: and use the keyword story for details and to share your video. I've been a teacher for 25 years. My younger son was tutored a lot. He didn't like certain clothes and he had all of these other sensory situations going on. The teachers were suspecting dyslexia, suspecting ADD. He wasn't able to retain information and he was working harder than any of the other kids. But it was the eye doctor who told me about brain balance and that was the first time a physician had mentioned brain balance. After about two weeks, of doing the program. I noticed that one day he just slapped on a pair of pants like it was no big deal. I really noticed that. It was a huge change for him. He has also started doing his homework by himself. He is able to do things that he wasn't able to do. In the long term, this was a much better investment than putting our son on medication. I would say you have to try this. The results are magnificent.
11: Give your child the foundation they need to succeed in school. Call Back. Brain- Today and find out how you can change the life of your child and your family. The Pittsburgh North Regional Chamber, along with St. Barnabas Health System, proudly presents the next session in their educational series, Innovation Pittsburgh. Friday, September twenty-first, from eight to eleven thirty a.m. at the Washington Place of St. Barnabas Health System in Gibsonia. Join host former Allegheny County Executive James Roddy and explore what great opportunities are in store for America's most livable city. Featuring a panel of the region's leading entrepreneur experts for tickets and information visit pghnorthchamber.com Hi
12: everybody, this is Craig Wolfley from my friends at J&D Waterproofing. For every waterproofing or foundation repair, a portion of the proceeds go to the Light of Life Rescue Mission or the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Hello, this is Ralph Sindrich. I'm proud to be a part of this program and
8: such a fine service to be offered to the community. For every job commitment, I'll provide a signed copy of my book, NFL Bro.
11: Call for a free estimate at 1-800-VERY-DRY. That's 1-800-VERY-DRY. Or visit us on the web at jdwaterproofing.com.
2: I was having a conversation with a a buddy of mine a couple weeks ago, and he said, you know, I'm in such turmoil about this thing that's been part of my life that I'm going to fast. And so he did a three-day fast, and then I saw him after the fast was over. I was like, how was that? He was like, that was really good. And in the midst of it all, I believe that God gave me the wisdom and the answer that I was searching for. Now, of course, that's not, you know... It's not always what happens. God doesn't always speak to us. and But that spiritual exercise, I thought, mm-hmm. that's very compelling. Mm-hmm. A lot of people do not fast, or they look at fasting as a mystery, something that...
3: Well, I think it is a mystery.
2: The act itself yeah. is a mystery. I just think that yeah.
3: the, the spiritual component of it is a mystery. I don't think you can analyze it or quantify why it does what it does or why it doesn't do what you think it will or yeah, yeah. why it, you know created something different in your life but we know that Jesus fasted and we know that it was a regular disciplined part of his life right
2: but I mean some people would say you know oh I'm just like it's a mini diet
3: Right? People well, think so I'm that. sure there are some people that look at it that way. Right? I mean, right. a secular but perspective. But doesn't that, like everything else, depend on the attitude and the outlook and the mindset you have going into it? Yeah. I mean, if you're going to look at it like, well, hey, I'll you know lose a few pounds, well, then you're probably not going to get <laughs> the uh, spiritual understanding that you're hoping for.
2: Probably not. Lynn Babb is with us. Lynn is the author of numerous books and Bible studies. She's a Presbyterian minister and has uh, been in New Zealand and, and living in Seattle now. She's written extensively about fasting. And Lynn, welcome to the show. How are you today?
13: Hey, thank you for having me. I'm really well, thanks.
3: Lynn, talk about the historical um, component of fasting. What do we know about it through the centuries, and who's done it?
13: Oh, well, until about uh, 1870, 1900, somewhere in there, all Christians considered fasting. It was a part kind of a basic part of the christian life if you wanted to pray about something you considered fasting as well and really it it lost traction for just about a century from the late 1800s to the late 1900s and uh, it's coming back into view right now so Hmm. pretty cool
2: it it lost traction why just because it was the a faster-paced modern world
13: Oh, I think a whole lot of reasons. I mean, one of them is it coincided with some of the rise of consumerism. And, mm-hmm. you know, consumerism tells us if you want it, you need to have it right now. You need to have it right this minute. Your life is going to be blighted if you don't have it right now. And right, we right. sort of took that attitude toward to food as well as to other things. Yeah. So, you know, we, there's a bunch of other reasons, too. I mean, we lost we just kind of lost track of a lot of spiritual practices in that pattern, in that period of time, I think,
3: so the question that John raised before you came on, Lynn, which was you know some people you know, fast for three days and look at it as a diet. So what makes a three day fast for one person different than for the next person?
13: Well, when I wrote my book on fasting, I worked with a definition that was really helpful to me and, the definition starts with the words Christian fasting. So, you know, my my brother, who's not a Christian, he does what he calls calls cleanses. Well, okay, fine, but that's not a Christian fast. Right. A Christian fast, I believe, is the voluntary denial of something for a specific period of time for a spiritual purpose. And it can be done by an individual, a uh, family, a community, a church, even a nation. So, you know, that that's a interesting thing who who can do it and then we have to define maybe what is the spiritual purpose that we're looking for that makes a fast a christian fast and not just you know a cleanse
2: right and you would define those terms for yourself i'm sure through prayer and meditation before you entered into the fast yeah
13: oh absolutely so one of the really key things before entering into a fast is to pray about whether god wants you to do it point one And then what might be the goal of the fast? So, you know, some goals of fasting are to pray about something specific, like the friend that you mentioned, John, who had a kind of addiction problem. I I don't, you know, I don't know what his situation was, but you know, something wrong in his life. And so he wanted to pray about that. So he fasted to pray about it. I mean, sometimes we want to hear from God about something. Sometimes we're praying for healing. Sometimes, Um, We want to identify with the poor in a way. That's another really big purpose of fasting. Maybe we we just want to sort of have a tune-up of our spiritual life. But, you know, let me just say one thing right now before we go any further, which is in our time, fasting can be from food, but it can also be from other things. And it's really important every time we talk about fasting to say, that it doesn't have to be just from food. People who have a history of eating disorders Mm. should never fast from food because it can trigger the eating disorder. And so I just get very worried when when churches have, you know, fast days and it's all about fasting from food. I just go, no, 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 have some other options. Fast from media, fast from
3: entertainment, you know. Other thing
2: that's good a sacrifice in some form or another mm-hmm.
3: okay, so here's the question, and I mentioned at the beginning that I've always looked at fasting as as uh, mysterious um so what is it about it that makes it work? and I don't mean work like it like it has a predictable response every time. I don't mean that, but I mean that off that people and I have experienced this in my own life when when you go into an intentional fast, something does happen, so why, why does it happen?
13: Yeah, well, you know, when you said that, because um, I, I was listening in at that point, that it's mysterious, I mean, it is. We have to say that. Something happens in fasting that we don't get. And so on the one hand, it really is entering into a commitment with the maker of the universe who, you know, I have to say, doesn't work the way that we work, doesn't think the way that we think is beyond us. And so there is a mysterious component, and we we really have to affirm that. At the same time, um, because a fast is for a specific time period, so like maybe I decide to fast for meat for Lent or for a week or for whatever. I'm not being a vegetarian. Vegetarian eats no meat all the time. But suppose I for a while decide not to eat meat. There's always a surprise component to that. And that's part of what makes fasting work, I think, is the surprise, what we miss that we used to experience, that surprise is kind of, we go, really? Huh, it has that effect. Oh, my. Yeah. Or it has that mysterious effect of deepening our prayers, which is very cool. Yeah.
2: So, Lynn, obviously, in writing about fasting, speaking about fasting for a long time, you've, you've done this, I'm sure, throughout your life. Can you talk about that? I mean, um, For the longest fast, how long is a long fast, and how long is a short fast? I mean, how does that work?
13: Well, biblically, the long fasts are 40 days. So that's Moses, Elijah, and Jesus. And there's a, you know, Lent is 40 days, so for people who observe Lent, they might fast from something during all of Lent. Obviously, probably not all food, although there are people who fast from all food for 40 days. Generally speaking... After 40 days, it's a lifestyle. I mean, obviously you can't give up food for much longer than 40 days, but, you know, giving up meat for 40 days. After that, it becomes a lifestyle. It's not You don't have the surprise of the fast. Mm -hmm. Short fast might be for an afternoon. How about putting your cell phone in a drawer for an afternoon and walking, reading, praying, thinking. So that would be a short fast. I would say maybe the shortest fast might be four hours, and the longest fast might be 40 days.
2: Have you yourself tried 40 days?
13: Um, I do all kinds of things in Lent. So all kinds of crazy things as well as oh, more normal things. <laughs> no, no. We
3: want, wait, wait, Lynn, we want to hear about the crazy things. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll tell you. One of the crazy things is that I stop
13: wearing gold jewelry and colored jewelry in Lent. So I just wear silver. And I mean, that just sounds ridiculous, but I really love jewelry. I have, I have bunches and bunches of bead necklaces that are beads, you know, that are all different colors and they're bright. I really like color. And so for me, for that period of 40 days to not have color on my body in the form of jewelry it's really an, a way of identifying with Jesus' journey to the cross. I, You know, I have to tell you, I've told people about this, and they think I'm just out to lunch, mm-hmm. that this is like the stupidest fast. I like it. No, I like day. it, too.
2: No, it makes sense.
13: <laughs> no, because that, that, so there's, a, there's a blandness to life for yes, me without yep. bright colors. Mm-hmm. And gosh, you know, Jesus really suffered in those 40 days leading up to the cross. And so, you know, it's a beautiful thing to
3: identify with him a little bit. Okay, but I want to get back to, or maybe dive deeper into this idea of surprise. Because what does the surprise do for us? Is it a matter of us noticing something that we, making us more alert?
13: Definitely. So part of it, it enables us to notice things that were going on anyway. But, um, you know, we become more alert to them. Part of what it does is it helps us identify what our true hunger is. So you know, let's just say I'm fasting from sweets, and you know, when my hand reaches out towards the cabinet to get a package of cookies, and I go, "Whoops, I'm not doing cookies right now." It helps me remember what what matters to me, what's important. Why am I not eating cookies? It's not because I mean, you know, it'd be great if I lost a pound or two, but the spiritual purpose of it is to learn something more about God, and so. Um what is it as i reach for that cookie it's like oh my gosh i want to be as hungry for god as i am for this cookie mm-hmm. there and and um anyway one of my friends said fasting is like tying a ribbon around your finger to remember god oh
3: mm-hmm. god so, that's good i like that
13: isn't that fabulous? I mean, one of the simple things that helps us realize is how seldom we think about God during the day. Yeah. You know what I mean? If we're reaching for a cookie and we remember God, we might go, oh my gosh, I don't tend to think about God this time of day when I'm normally reaching for a cookie. You know, so there's just a thousand surprises. I mean, I can't even begin to tell you the ones that I've heard from people in interviews about fasting.
2: Nice. So for people who hear this conversation, they have an interest, but they may be a bit tepid about moving forward. I mean, the simple thing is just to do something, right, to lay out the parameters, to pray about this, and then set a plan of action.
13: Yeah, but I would argue that the prayer comes long before you set the parameters or the plan of action. So the first thing is to pray, God, is there something that I could fast from that would help me deepen in faith or would help me... Pray more deeply about this thing that's on their mind. God, is there something? Will you guide me? And then to kind of wait for God's guidance about, you know, like you said, the parameters. Is it something short, a few hours without a cell phone or without email? Is it something a week maybe without a a favorite food or without a favorite form of entertainment? Is it 40 days where you really have to think carefully about what you're going to give up and the ways that you're going to pray in place of the thing that you're giving up um, but the the whole process has to start with prayer and um, it also I really think having a prayer partner is huge as well so not just you know me thinking I'm not going to eat cookies for a period of time but for me to get together with a friend and say, could we set a time together to fast from something that's important to both of us and check in every couple days and ask how it's going and what we're learning? So um, the rest of the world fasts communally. It's really only Americans, Europeans, really the West, or we got this idea that fasting has to be an individual thing. But again, when I did interviews for my book, I interviewed people all over the world, and they all fast communally, a small group fast, a whole church fast, and it's just so much richer when you do it with someone else.
2: Hmm, that's good. Pastor and writer Lynn bob has been with us. Boy, this
3: has been really helpful. Thank yeah, you, Lynn.
2: She's written a lot of different books, including A Renewed Spirituality, Sabbath Keeping, Fasting, which we're talking about today, and Friending. Lynn, thanks an awful lot. A pleasure.
13: Oh, I'm so glad you've been with you. Thanks for asking me.
2: Information about Lynn Bob on our Facebook page, The Ride Home with John and Kathy, or online, johnandkathyshow.com.
11: If you had to replace everything in your fridge today, how much would it cost? For a restaurant or church, that could mean thousands in lost product and downtime. That's when you call Ventec Refrigeration. When your walk-in goes down, Ventec can be there in less than two hours with portable units to save valuable product. And they'll even move it for you while repairs are made with flat rate pricing instead of hourly fees. A-plus rated with a better business bureau. Keep your cool with Ventec Refrigeration. 412 661 Imagine a world. Where Yeti are about to
15: discover us. I saw a small foot. How did you know it was a small foot? Because it had a small foot. Oh, no! On September 28th, come face to face with a legend. <laughs> oh, look at you.
13: You're adorable. Don't stop small
15: foot.
7: Yeti or not, here we come.
15: In theaters September 28th. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find
2: extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray-on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters. Always a favorite. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, For the extreme in all of us at extremetruck.net.
12: Oh, long time no see. It's me, the rock t-shirt in the back of your closet. (laughs) Dude, remember? You crowd surfed in me, man. But you haven't worn me in like forever. I get it, you're retired, but I still got some rock left in me. So take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference.
11: Your donations to Goodwill create jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff, create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council.
2: We started the show talking about Coke, but then we stopped.
3: We did. You know, I mentioned that I I have two computers, both of which are broken. And uh, so I'm trying to run my portion of the show with my phone today only. Thank goodness (laughs) I have that. Well, you know, my phone isn't very healthy either. So at any time, the whole show could crash and burn. But I did see this fascinating article that I was able to pull up this time from Forbes magazine. Listen to this. (laughs) Coca-Cola is the latest major corporation to make a move into the cannabis industry. What? Mm-hmm.
2: No, no, yes. no, no, no. no,
3: no. Listen to this. Coca-Cola has its eye on the cannabis market. BNN Bloomberg reported this week that the American soft drink giant is in talks with Canadian company Aurora Cannabis to produce, wait for it, drinks enhanced with cannabidiol or CBD, a chemical in marijuana leaves that doesn't create a high, but... Shows promise for therapeutic and medicinal applications, including pain and stress relief. Now, if you've been to the original, they have a fabulous Coke Museum in Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. Um, and they historically go back and trace the very, very beginnings of Coca-Cola sure. up until now. And at the start, this is what makes me laugh about this, is it was a tonic for headache and exhaustion.
2: Mm-hmm. Because there was cocaine in it,
3: right? So that was originally. I mean, it, it didn't originally have cocaine in it. I think they, they, early iterations of it. But when it was patented as Coca-Cola, it didn't have cocaine in it. I see. But it was always marketed as a tonic initially for headache and exha- exhaustion. So it was kind of like, um, I don't know, taking an Alka-Seltzer. Or, yeah. you know, some sort of, you know, str- kind of like how people look at uh, essential oils now. Well, something is how would... they looked how, how Coca-Cola was originally marketed. Yeah. And now they're saying that they're going to put CBD in it so that it can do that. So it can actually do that. <laughs> well, listen, while declining to confirm the specifics, a Coke spokesman acknowledged the company was broadly interested in the booming cannabis market. An upsetting term, isn't it? Mm. "Quote: We're closely watching the growth of non psychoactive CBD as an ingredient in functional wellness beverages around the world. So, combining Coke and marijuana—what could possibly go wrong?"
2: Wow. Okay, this like, this like a a revolution going on. You know, I drive home through the Square Hill tunnels, and for months, right at the mouth of the Square Hill Tunnel outbound, there's been a billboard there that touts the the benefits of medical marijuana. Mm -hmm. And at first I was like, oh, but now it seems like it's really mainstream, Mm -hmm. isn't it? It's become a really, and people are cashing in on this in a big way.
3: If Coke does jump into the marijuana space, Forbes magazine says, it wouldn't be the first beverage purveyor to do so. Drinks giant Constellation Brands Incorporated, who makes Corona Beer and Svedka Vodka, recently acquired a minority stake in Canopy Growth, which is a Canadian medical marijuana company. And this past summer, Heineken owned Lagunitas Brewing Company unveiled a THC infused sparkling water for sale at California dispensaries. Now, THC is the thing that makes you high. Right. So, so it's sparkling water. That makes you high.
2: Okay, so if Coke goes into this business, mm-hmm. they're saying it's non THC. They're
3: saying it's the they're saying it's the CBD, which is the which is the portion of the marijuana plant, if I'm not mistaken, that is touted especially now for reducing seizures.
2: So then you could buy this over the counter, like you know, we're going to walk into Seven Eleven. I don't know. Buy is it going be Coke?
3: controlled in some way? I, I don't. I have no idea. I mean, if mar- is... Mean,
2: well, it's not con- – I mean, like, if you go well, –
3: medical marijuana – wait, is it even? It controlled? It has medical to be controlled, Medical marijuana, right? yeah, sure
2: it is, yeah. I mean, you know, for kids with yeah, – Seizure disorders Yeah, you go to a doctor. But, you know, if you go to a dispensary – who was in here? Somebody – one of our friends was in here from Colorado saying, you go to these – and they're selling candy and, you know, right, that right, kind right. of stuff.
3: Well, what, you know, I have a friend and I'm not going to say uh, his name on the air, but he has been in cancer therapy for the last, I don't know how long. And so he, he, because of the kind of radiation he has to have, he gets uh, burns on his skin and he's found that putting cannabis oil oh, really? directly on his skin helps, helps heal those, that. those lesions. But guess where he buys it off the street from some dude.
2: Why does he do that? I mean, you can buy it now. I don't you know.
3: know. I, I guess there's a reason why. But he goes to this dude's property where he grows this, and then the dude breaks it down, gives him the cannabis oil. So he has really no idea what's in that. I mean, so. it's not regulated by any sort of like FDA. Oh, it's so.
2: regulated by the dude. It's
3: <laughs> the dude I'm not sure we're trusting the dude. Oh,
2: well, you probably trust the dude.
3: Why do you trust the dude? You don't do anything about the dude.
2: The dude knows what he's dude, doing. The dude. Here's the deal. Here's the He's deal. a
3: marijuana farmer. I can't like in the past they haven't been known as people that like you know probably know what they're doing. Well, how did or how did, at least uh, I shouldn't say that people that you know subscribe to regulation. Well, apparently
2: your friend found him through some word of someone, him. right? Yeah, and, I, mean,
3: I guess so. How I mean, how else do you find it? And the it's dude? working for him. He 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 absolutely says it's working for him. Hmm.
2: Okay, well, i mean brave pe- new world. People
3: also swear, absolutely swear by essential oils.
2: Come on. Do you swear by those?
3: I don't use them. But listen to me. If you you open up the phone lines right now, which we're not going to do so people don't get crazy and carried away and bother New Mike with like 100 phone calls. If you asked people to call and justify their use of essential oils, we would be overrun. People are absolutely militant about them. Sure.
2: That there are properties within that that promote... Healing. healing
3: and help in every listen my family god bless them i hope they're all listening right now i'm the only one that doesn't use them really i'm the only one i'm the only outlier and i'm sure that in their alone time they're thinking that uh, i don't understand the depths of it
7: they okay. just they just came out with a uh essential oil uh coca-cola fragrance they did not Coca-Cola. they did Coca-Cola. he's making that up
3: do you use essential oils mike oh yeah
7: you
2: do not. You can't trust this guy. No, listen, just, I do.
3: i you serious? What do you, 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 you use
7: them for? Which ones do you use? My wife is is big on them. Okay. On essential and, oils. So yeah. now she's giving them. The There's use. this thing you plug in. It's like a uh, it's a diffuser. Yeah. And she she you know she gets the oils and just dumps it on the. Come this, on, Mike. This
3: listen, pl- the, yeah, Plastic every, thing. Listen, I'm the only person in my family that's not doing this.
2: Here's a guy, Mike, who comes in with half his face sunburnt. <laughs> and he's using essential oils. No, Come serious, on, Mike. No, seriously, that's a good point. Because
7: Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORD-FM, Pittsburgh, a
9: service of Salem Media Group.
8: With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. An employee at a Rite Aid warehouse in Aberdeen, Maryland, near Baltimore, opened fire at work Thursday, killing three people before taking her own life. Several other people were wounded. Harvard County Sheriff Jeffrey Goller says the deceased suspect worked at the drugstore distribution center. The
6: suspect was a temporary employee, uh, employed here at the distribution center. She had reported for her workday as usual, and around 9 a.m. the shooting began, striking victims both outside the business and inside the facility. We do not at this time have a motive for this senseless crime.
8: Authorities identify the shooter as 26-year-old Sonoccia Mosley of Baltimore County, Area hospitals report receiving five patients from the incident two are in stable condition while three are in serious condition On wall street that up by 251 points to a record 26657 this that's
9: Pumpkins, 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 and more pumpkins. Pumpkins are what the Springhouse is thinking about this time of year. Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse, and we love sharing our farm with you during this beautiful time of year. We've got all kinds of fun planned for you and your family to be able to spend the whole day on our farm pumpkin patch hay rides, a petting zoo, giant square bale stack and pipes for sliding, a hay maze and a corn maze, pumpkin picking right out of the field, old time games under a tent up on the hill, and lots more. And when you get hungry, of course, we have great eats inside, too, with lots of pumpkin creations, pumpkin pie, pumpkin cookies, pumpkin bread, pumpkin custard, and even pumpkin black bean chili. Every October Saturday features a family-friendly meal, and October Sundays feature our 4-H hog roast with all the fixins. Plan to spend a memory-making day on the farm at the Spring House in 84 PA. 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com With the warmer
15: weather winding down it's time to ride out the summer in a new Chevrolet. Hi this is Tun Chilkin for the team at Calusi Chevrolet. Right now Calusi has a huge selection of crossovers like the all new Chevy Traverse and Equinox and Trax with all wheel drive, Wi-Fi connectivity, and plenty of storage space. These vehicles are fully equipped for today's busy family. And you can buy with confidence knowing Calusi Chevrolet has been serving Pittsburgh for over a 100 years. Chevrolet, find new roads.
1: He can smell you from half a mile away. here with pinpoint accuracy and detect the slightest motion with a 310 degree field of vision. But with an Oak Ridge hunting blind from Yoder's backyard structures, that deer... We'll never know you're there. Solid, silent, sun-controlled, satisfaction guaranteed. This is one perch you won't fall out of. And with Yoders delivered and set up free of charge. Take your hunt to a whole new level at yodersbackyard.com.
8: Embrace your personal style with deals on top flooring trends at Lumber Liquidators Fall Flooring Sale. Get a rich and classic look with new gilded reserve chestnut and more Bellawood-engineered hardwood floors all on sale, 10 to 15% off. Or get new Icelandic oak laminate. It's 23% off. Save up to 34% on waterproof floors. Get more from 39 cents plus special financing and professional installation nationwide. Don't miss it. Visit LumberLiquidators.com to find a store near
11: you today. The Pittsburgh North Regional Chamber, along with St. Barnabas Health System, proudly presents the next session in their educational series, Innovation Pittsburgh. Friday, September 21st, from 8 to 1130 a.m. at the Washington Place of St. Barnabas Health System in Gibsonia. Join host, former Allegheny County Executive James Roddy, and explore what great opportunities are in store for America's most livable city. Featuring a panel of the region's leading entrepreneurial experts. For tickets and information, visit. Visit PGHNorthchamber.com.
4: Mainly clear, warm and muggy tonight, low 71. Tomorrow a mix of clouds and sun, breezy, very warm, and humid 86. A shower and locally heavy thunderstorm will be around late tomorrow and into tomorrow evening. Any storm can be severe with some locally damaging winds. Will cool down later tomorrow night to 58. Cooler and less humid Saturday with some sun high 68. I'm Aki Weathers' Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM.
1: Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word
2: FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Greetings, good afternoon, welcome along. Gorgeous, absolutely fabulous day here in the city of Get Pittsburgh. Get
3: outside if you can and yeah. enjoy it. Soak it up.
2: Gorgeous, yeah.
3: Absolutely fabulous. Happy John uh, National Pepperoni Pizza Day.
2: Oh, I'm, Who super, excited.
3: Love I'm pizza, super excited. I'm super excited about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. You ever buy pepperoni in a stick?
3: Yeah, I always buy pepperoni in a stick.
2: Yeah, like well, you go on to Pen Mac, right?
3: Uh, yeah, that's where I buy it actually. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. Or at um, at Don, uh, hmm
2: when I was a kid, um, I left my parents' house to go live in a funeral home. Uh, which is I, a story for another time. It's a long story. When I was 16 and so then I was cooking for myself upstairs in the funeral home. One of my like what I I consider this to be like <laughs> I considered this to be like high um high food. Okay. Which was my invention. I would take a triscuit <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! put on
3: <laughs> You sitting down
2: i take a trisket. put <laughs> just on sat down. All right. put on some cheese whiz and then have a slice of pepperoni on top
3: do you what do you mean cheese whiz cheese
2: whiz you, you know mean like cheese? in a jar yeah
3: like you, you pour it out onto a... no
2: i'd use a knife
3: oh okay is it like triscuit
2: cooked? a little dollop of cheese whiz cut a piece of pepperoni put that on top, Mm -hmm. and eat that. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so good. I remember going to a girlfriend's house and and bringing this along as like my treat. Mm -hmm. And they were like, this is fabulous. So (laughs)
3: here we are. All of a sudden you felt like Mario Batali. Here we are,
2: a bunch of yinzers sitting around eating cheese Whiz and pepperoni and a Triscuit and feeling great about it.
3: Sure. It's a good meal. That's low rent. No, it's good. No, it is low rent. Cheese Whiz and pepperoni. I'd still do like a Triscuit.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, a nice long stick of pepperoni you cut mm-hmm. that up yeah, and then it sort of breaks down it gets a little oily don't you like that i like that a lot me too
3: i like that a okay, lot okay
2: so national pepperoni pizza day okay
3: your favorite place to get pepperoni pizza minios oh okay it's not my, my favorite it isn't oh no
2: i love minios
3: i like minios too i like minios a lot i've yeah. eaten a lot of minios pizza mm, believe that's, that's a, a good lot. crust it's very it is a good crust that,
2: that, to me that's the best part of minios yeah. is the crust
3: no i like it a lot
2: uh your favorite place for pepperoni it's a tie pizza. Mm.
3: it's a tie and I mean this. I love both of these places a lot. Sir Pizza, on uh, in the North Hills on Rochester Road. Yeah, and I love it because it's chopped. Oh, I don't like that. I like it. Oh, you know, I like it. I like does it a that? lot. Vincent's does that.
2: Did they I? chop up their really? pepper. Oh, they like put like you know clumps of it on there.
3: Right. Okay, I like that, and I love all, all my friends at Sir Pizza. The other one is Pizza Italia on Liberty Avenue in Bloomfield. People, mm. if you haven't been there, been you. There just need to just enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I love I absolutely love the pepperoni pizza Talia. How
2: about the meatball sandwiches? Do you ever oh, have a meatball sandwiches? Oh nah, that's
3: living. Isn't that? Yeah, that that's is. a great little place on sure Avenue. Is, yeah. yeah. mike do you Bloomfield. have a favorite place for pepperoni? Do you like pepperoni pizza, Mike? Oh yeah, I love pepperoni pizza. Okay. Do you have who place? Yeah, who doesn't? P-
7: yeah. Pizza Joe's in Newcastle, Pennsylvania. Newcastle. Is my favorite pizza. All right. All and right. I, rem- I remember when I was little. I would go in right before a, uh, a a baseball game, and they would be tossing the pizza. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just loved watching that when I was little. It's I still magic. love watching that actually. Of course, of course, of course. yeah, I mean, it's like yeah. It's not like you outgrow that. I used yeah. to do that.
3: You Used do to throw. That. You used to do that? Yeah. Really? Working in a pizza place. Yeah. You Can you just still, still do it? every single job having? Yeah, you?
2: yeah I, I probably could still do that. It's not that hard.
3: We have to get a video. Of oh, this. here we go. This is not too. I hard. mean, no. Please, it's not that please. hard. Whenever we get the video, please at the bottom. I wanted to say. It's not that hard. Now,
2: wait a second. Hold on. Now, it's a skill. So it's, you know, you'd have it's to an art. I'd have to go back into it. It is an art. You would have to go back into it and learn it again. But I did. I You know, so, a guy taught me who knew what he was doing. And for, you know, I, I probably worked in that pizzeria for about a year or so.
7: Did you get it down like in a day? Like you got it? No, no,
2: no.
3: Really? Oh, so the video is going to be bad.
7: Don't do a
2: video. <laughs> no, we're doing I'm, I'm a video. I'm just saying I did this no, when I, I was a kid. It was one of my jobs and I could sure. do it.
7: How we're long did it take you to finally grasp it? To feel good about it? Yeah <laughs>
2: I don't know, a week or two probably. Wow. Feel good about it. To do it in front of people and go, yeah, I know I know what I'm doing.
3: Now, keep in mind, this is the same man who always says, you know, you shouldn't buy your pies at Eaton Park because making your homemade pies so much, it's, just, just, it's easy. It's not a big deal. And then I say, do you make your own pie? And you say. My wife does. Exactly. Okay. So this is similar to the pizza. No, thing. it's not. Okay. Well, Why would it be different? Uh, be, well, simply because you're not doing it. Doing what? Making, Making pizza. the pizza. Making the pizza. I throwing ha- the dough. I'm
2: saying I have. I know, in the but how, past. And
3: how long ago was that?
2: Uh, Forty five years.
7: <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait to see this. Just
2: this saying. is going to be a okay, great video. How about this? How about this? Um, I have never in my life had a Papa John's pizza. Wow. Oh, yeah. I've had a Pizza Hut pizza. Mm-hmm. I've had a Domino's pizza. Now all those, and I, I, you know, you hate to sort of diss, you know, giant corporations. What, what there's something lost in the translation.
3: It's I agree. Something about the is it the corporatization of it that has wrecked it?
2: I think it's the assembly line nature of it. Could be. That you know you, you always you want to support your local you corner pizzeria guy. You your local guy.
3: corner pizzeria is the is the dude who's going to make the best pizza. Exactly. That's all there is to it.
2: I mean I understand you know why the, the pizza you know Pizza Hut and all those places exists, right? Mhm. Mm-hmm. Because maybe it's somewhere in Middle America, although what the best the best pizza we ever had was a place called Overpass Pizza. We were driving from Pittsburgh to uh, Missouri, and we st- we pulled off the road and there was this place called Overpass Pizza somewhere in Illinois and every time we were on that road trip, now we stopped doing it because our in-laws passed away, but every time we were on that road trip, we made a point of getting into overpass mm-hmm.
3: pizza. I'm, so that's who you're endorsing for pepper, National Pepperoni Pizza Day? We Overpass Pizza in yeah. Illinois? Mm-hmm. All right, Mike, you're endorsing where? What? Uh, Newcastle, Pennsylvania, Pizza Joe's. Excellent. Pizza Joe's. I'm endorsing yeah. a Sir Pizza in the North Hills nice. and Pizza Italia in Bloomfield. Excellent. Have you ever
2: been to Newcastle?
3: I don't know if I
2: have. I have never myself.
7: I thought you were going to knock it.
2: No, no. I'm just saying I drive by Newcastle. Yeah, but I don't highway. think I've ever driven I'm to on, Newcastle. I'm on 79, and I'm I go, about it. oh, there's Newcastle, and mm-hmm. keep on going. One mm-hmm. of these days, we, maybe we should broadcast live from Newcastle. Right? show you Yeah. yeah. We've
3: got a live broadcast coming up tomorrow. We're going to be broadcasting this show uh, 4 to 6 from the uh, Pittsburgh Theological Seminary, the grand opening of their new library. I like this. We're looking forward to that.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, anyway, pizza's back, available. I do want to say, though, back to pepperoni pizza for a minute, Did you mm-hmm. do you know that 38% of pizza that's ordered is pepperoni Pepperoni. pizza that makes sense yeah it's the Uh, most popular topping
2: non-pepperoni hawaiian 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 pizza is that pineapple
7: yes
2: i like a pineapple
3: it's very good but here's the thing
2: i I would not want a whole pizza a whole whole pineapple pizza
3: oh i'm fine with that no however my very favorite my very favorite no oh but it's a combo i like pepperoni and green pepper i like
2: mushroom and green pepper
3: that's good too. That's fabulous. Mm-hmm. But I'd rather have the pepperoni and pepperoni green pepper. Pepperoni and green pepper. That's mm-hmm. pretty good. I'd rather
2: do that. Now I want a pepperoni. Now
7: I want a pizza. Can you buy the dough somewhere and make it yourself? Yes. Like to throw it up in the air? You can buy.
3: In fact, I really? just bought pizza dough at uh, my local grocery store yesterday. I don't know if it's going to be any good, but I bought it there. When well, we bring you- it in,
7: John, you're going to make us a pizza. No, wait. Mm-hmm. Now my guess
2: is you could probably go into like, your local pizzeria and say, can you sell me a couple of Oh, you of- might be
3: able to sell me a couple of Well, here's of balls. the thing making pizza dough isn't hard either.
2: I got a story about that. One time, so we made the pizza dough in the back of the pizzeria, which was like in a garage, and they had one of those big industrial mixers. You've seen those mm-hmm. things. So I'm making the pizza dough. I had done this for you know. I realized in the middle of it all, I forgot to put salt in the dough. So I was like, "Oh, this is dough's no good." It's you know, and so I was a kid. You know, I'm 16 years old. I, I panicked. So I took the gigantic ball of dough and I threw it in a uh, didn't throw it. I rolled it into a gigantic black garbage bag. And I was like, oh, I gotta get rid of the evidence. Cause you know, if, if my guy shows up and he sees this dough, I've wasted this money. So I'm drag, I'm, literally, I'm dragging the black garbage bag down an alley
3: filled with pizza dough. Because
2: I'm gonna, because I'm trying to get rid of all the evidence. So I'm gonna put it next door in their trash. Mm-hmm. I'm dragging it down. And as oh I drag God. it on the asphalt, the bag opens up. And then the pizza dough is, ro- you know, oozing out of the garbage bag. At that moment, the owner of the pizza place drives up in his car and sees me standing in the middle of the, uh, of the driveway, of the alley, leaking pizza bag. And he got out of his car. Boy, was he hot. Oh, I thought he was going to fire me. But he didn't. <laughs> Just another day. Okay. Take a break. What are we, right. Where are we going to next?
3: Yeah, uh, we're going to talk about science next. Can a scientist believe in miracles? An MIT professor answers questions on God and science. Really excited to have Dr. Ian Hutchinson, plasma physicist and professor of nuclear science and engineering from MIT, back on the show. Next, today's ride home.
7: 101.5 WORD.
8: Playing Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music on the weekend. With the best new music. New music. New music. New music from Jordan Feliz. Change. I've been changed. Say- say- you Say by Lauren Daigle. You say I love- And everything new from Toby Mac. I
4: see you in-
8: The best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. Sponsored by Trinity Jewelers.
15: 101.5 WORD on the weekend. You think you're getting a price hold, but really you're signing up for Windows. And if you don't cancel within three days, you're obligated to that contract. Energy Swing Windows Donny Dara on the length some companies will go to get your business. What some salesmen from national companies are doing is they're getting homeowners to sign something that says they're going to hold your price for 30 days. But what they're really signing is a contract that says you only have three days to cancel. And they don't tell you that. It's a trick. And people are really getting ripped off by this. We don't pressure people at Energy Swing. There's not fine print at all. What you see is what you get. That's why we won the Better Business Bureau Torch Award three years in a row. Row. that's why we just in, in western pennsylvania won the best of the best on our website there's actually a video that shows why we were voted as that when you do the right things right you're recognized for that. energy swing best of the best right now word fm listeners get an exclusive
11: five percent off over and above any current offers on windows and doors visit EnergyswingWindows.com.
6: stop everything you're doing right now and ask yourself are you currently receiving steady paychecks what about when you're retired Will you receive a monthly check to cover your expenses and also have some fun? Kurt Kenotic at Accurate Solutions Group calls this mailbox money. It's the monthly check you'll receive throughout retirement. Kurt wants to help remove stress from your retirement. He doesn't want you to worry about if the money will show up or how much money you'll receive. The only thing Kurt wants you to think about is how to spend it when it arrives. Find out how to get enough money in your mailbox every month when you're retiring. Call Kurt Kanodic and the team at Accurate Solutions Group at 412-515-3555 for a complimentary retirement analysis with strategies that could help your nest egg provide you monthly income you'll need in retirement. Call right now, 412-515-3555 investment advisory services offered through asg investment management llc and accurate investment solutions inc
9: life doesn't stop on the weekends and neither do you so we understand that it can be hard to find the time to shop for a mattress this is robin Trzynski of the original mattress factory and we have a completely new website designed to help you simplify the mattress shopping experience Check out our products, view our prices, and even place an order for pickup, local delivery, or to have it shipped outside of our delivery area. Just visit originalmattress.com and find a thoughtfully made, honestly priced mattress of your own. The Original Mattress Factory. Great beds, no bull.
11: Why a classical Christian education? Because kids learn differently at different ages. Through grammar, we grasp the building blocks of knowledge. Logic teaches how those building blocks relate. Then rhetoric helps us communicate what we know. For over 50 years, Trinity Christian School has intentionally applied this classical approach to education with great success. It's just one reason why they're consistently ranked among the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County. Trinity Christian School,
4: 412-242-8886.
2: Can a Scientist Believe in Miracles? Ian Hutchison is with us. It's his title of his brand new book, Can a Scientist Believe in Miracles? An MIT Professor Answers Questions on God and Science. Uh, Ian, welcome to the show. How are you today, sir?
0: Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be with you. Thank you.
3: Dr. Hutchinson, I was a big fan of your, uh, I'm not sure if it was your most recent book called Monopolizing Knowledge, if you wrote something in between there, but um, that book really helped me to kind of understand... I don't know, the scientific perspective that we've grown up in um, in our country where we, we think that science is the thing that can explain everything. everything. Um, and so right. I, I'm grateful for that book and happy to see this new one. So, so let's start out with this. Um, you write that you have not found that Christianity and science are contradictory communities.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, My book, by the way, uh, with the title, Can a Scientist Believe in Miracles, is just one question out of many that I've been asked, uh, speaking to audiences about the relationship between science and Christianity. And um, I have spent um, much time over the last 25 years Speaking about that relationship and because I'm a member of both of those communities. I'm a, I'm a serious Christian um, and I'm a serious scientist. Um, and it's often suggested that somehow it's impossible to be both. Yes. But that's a fallacy and that's one of the Uh, questions that I address in this new book.
2: Yeah, so throughout the book, Can a Scientist Believe in Miracles? Um, Plenty of questions you're asking. Do scientists have faith? What is scientism? Do miracles happen, the Bible and science? So, Dr. Hutchison, have you seen miracles? I mean, do you believe that miracles happen? And can you quantify that from a scientific perspective?
0: You know, personally, in my own life, I've seen remarkable events that are extremely hard to explain uh, as being part of the normal course of events. Um, And and, uh, I I recount one of those in my book about um, a girl who fell ill in the street that I was living in in England. And I think many people have similar stories. It's simply not the case that um, everything is understood in our world. um, And uh, there are many examples of things which... um, seem extraordinary and hard to explain but the reason why miracles is sort of in a cent- in the center of the focus of the title of this book is because for christians um there is a central miracle which is the resurrection of jesus which is what the early christians the apostles went out proclaiming uh in the world And so if if miracles were impossible, if it were impossible for a scientist to believe in miracles, um, then that would make it very difficult for Christianity and science to be reconciled. But I think, uh, and many scientists before me and um, today think, that miracles are possible.
3: So, Dr. Hutchinson, talk about a revelation versus experiment, um, you know, a, a miracle would seem to be something that a, a supernatural being is revealing to us or altering um, before our eyes. But experiments are something that we can choose to do on our own and then, you know, observe the consequence.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, so science is based on uh, a presumption and, and an, an insistence upon reproducible observations or experiments. So if someone does an experiment and gets a certain result, you know, at a certain time in a certain place, someone else can do the same experiment and get the same answer somewhere else at some other time. Uh, And that's the basis for our understanding of the natural world. In a certain sense, it defines what we mean by the natural world. It's the normal course of events. And science is tremendously powerful and has found out an enormous amount about the world through that method. But a miracle is, in a certain sense, by definition, an unreproducible event. We, we don't call things miracles unless they're unique in a certain sense, uh, whether it's revelations of God or signposts to God or events that um, we associated with the action of God. And so um, it's kind of inherently impossible for science to prove that a miracle has taken place and that's why i was kind of cautious when i responded about my personal experiences these <clears throat> p- many people have events they're unable to explain but they aren't they can't be scientifically proved to be a miracle because yeah. miracles don't um fall within the purview of the methods of science yes so uh-
2: Doctor Hutchison, I, I, I want to believe. Help me in my unbelief. Right. So, is a yep. miracle, is a miracle just a gift to the recipient, or is a miracle in some way a sign from God to help us in our unbelief,
0: or is it both? Well, the New Testament defines a miracle and views a miracle very rather differently from we, the way we tend to uh, define it today. We t- people tend to define miracles as violations of the natural laws today that's not a biblical or new testament uh way of viewing what miracles are miracles in the new testament are signs or um wonders or, or mighty works and those are the three types of words that are used in the new testament so um miracles can serve all three purposes they can be assigned for individuals or for a body of people um they can draw attention to god's act Actions by virtue of it, a marvelous uh, or wonderful um, occasion, or uh, they can simply be mighty works, demonstrations of God's power, and they function in all three of those ways, and in and in many related ways too. Yes. Um, so, so, you know, miracles are an important question for science the relationship between science and Christianity, but the book is based on all the sorts of questions that I've been asked as I've been giving these talks about that relationship and so um, miracles is just one of them and so there are many other questions in this book about um, the relationship between science and the Bible about um, other world's religions, is there good and evil and those kinds of questions Wonderful.
3: The new book is called Can a Scientist Believe in Miracles? An MIT Professor Answers Questions on God and Science, the author Dr. Ian Hutchinson. Um, Ian, let's talk then about um, dogma, you know, not being a scientist, but being um, a believer in Jesus. One thing I've noticed is that when Christians talk about science, we look at, at scientists and we say, well, you have certain dogmas that you need to, you know, rid yourself of. But not often do we recognize that we have our own that might get in the way of us understanding important things about science. So from your perspective, how do you see that?
0: Yeah, that can be true, it, and the boot can also be on the other foot. There can be people in the sciences who, who are unaware of their own dogmas and point to religious teachings and call them dogmas and regard them as bad. But, but the Greek word dogma just means a teaching. So the truth is, in both of these fields, we have settled teachings, we have settled understandings yes. of the world. So if we're Christians, we have a settled understanding of who Jesus is, the Trinity, and, and salvation, and so forth. And if you're a scientist, you have settled opinions about what the natural uh, laws are and many things which are, have been established over the centuries by very careful experimentation. And so both of those communities have these teachings, have these settled teachings. Now, the question fundamentally becomes, are those teachings compatible or not? Now, sometimes people interpret either their religious faith or they interpret their scientific faith or or teaching in a way which makes it incompatible uh, with the other side. But I insist that it's not necessary to do that and that there are perfectly um, valid interpretations both of our Christian faith and of science that Um, get us away from this historically supported myth that somehow science and faith have always been at war. Mm -hmm. That's a myth.
3: So you're saying then, let me make sure I'm understanding. Ian, you're saying that it's important for us to understand what our dogmas are so that we can see their compatibility or incompatibility when we're talking about a different world, a different worldview or understanding.
0: Exactly, and part of the reason why people flock to the Veritas forums, not just the ones that I give, but ones that many other people give um, under the auspices of the Veritas Forum organization, is, because, is that um, these focus not on um, debates where we're trying to score points off the other people, person, but seriously tackling the questions, trying to see the other person's perspective and address their questions in a courteous and thoughtful way. And that's what my book is trying to do. It's not trying to score points or prove uh, that, you know, the other party is wrong. It's trying to say, what are the ways in which we can understand uh, the importance of both uh, the Christian faith and of natural science?
2: So, Ian, we're always happy to to talk in these parameters about science and God because I I would imagine, you know, To be a scientist, I can't imagine the people who are are scientists who don't believe in God. I mean, someone like, you know, Carl Sagan, who spent his lifetime looking at the cosmos, was a a famous atheist. But then someone like, you know, Francis Collins, who goes, yeah, I've got a, a complete and total belief in God. And then here you are speaking quite eloquently about God and miracles and science. As a scientist, do your peers who are not believers look at you and diminish you in some way?
0: Um, if they do, they generally don't tell me about it. <laughs> um, but but actually, um, you know, here I am at MIT, you know, the high temple yes. of science and technology in America and maybe even in the galaxy. <laughs> um, and, and actually, there are plenty of uh, s- uh, scientists here at MIT uh, on the faculty, as well as students, who are Christian believers. Um, so it's simply... Um, uh, a demonstration by that very fact that a scientist can believe in miracles. And so I would argue that I haven't experienced very much direct, explicit um, uh, discrimination against me because I'm an outspoken Christian. And in fact, uh, Christians are rather well represented on the MIT um, administration and faculty, partly because Christians are willing to to shoulder administrative burdens uh, because they have a, a vision of selfless, um, mm-hmm. service, um, and that leadership involves service. So anyway, um, quick answer. No, uh, they haven't told me to them, to my face. Good. Excellent.
3: (laughs) I'll let you know if we hear any
6: rumblings.
3: (laughs) (laughs) The the book is Can a Scientist Believe in Miracles? An MIT professor answers questions on God and science. The author is with us, Dr. Ian Hutchinson. Um, Ian, you know, our time's winding down, but I want to make sure I ask you about how you look or think, or talk about faith and about critical thinking? Because I know that many people look at them as oppositional in some way.
0: They do, and that's often put forward by the anti-theists of today as being a a distinction. But I think that that misunderstands faith, uh, and it also misunderstands critical thinking. Uh, Faith has three strands of meaning. It, It means belief in propositions, But it also has a standard meaning, which is trust in a person or idea or thing. And it also involves loyalty uh, to a person or ideal. And actually, in Christianity, the big call for Christians is is for those second and third strands. The trust and the loyalty, those are the things which the Christian Mm -hmm. faith emphasizes most of all. Belief in propositions isn't irrelevant, but it actually isn't the most important thing. So um, those who criticize faith um, really p- portray it typically as belief in things you know ain't so or or, or things without proof or contrary to evidence. But yes. I don't think that's the kind of faith that Christians are called to. Christians are called to faith that is supported by evidence, and I think the Christian faith is supported by evidence.
2: Fabulous. Well, Dr. Hutchison, thank you so much for your time. We greatly enjoyed our, our conversation with you here today.
0: Thank you very much, John. It's our a pleasure to be with you.
2: Can a Scientist Believe in Miracles? Ian Hutchison, an MIT professor, answers questions on God and science.
7: You know the moment. The homework and dishes are done. Your family responsibilities have been met. The shoes slip off and you lie back. It's that end of day. Ah, That's the relief you'll feel when you rest on the body-comforting orthopedic made locally at the Original Mattress Factory. Relief from middleman markups and a hard day's work. The Original Mattress Factory. Thoughtfully made, honestly priced. OriginalMattress.com
8: Great beds, no bull. That is the Original Mattress Factory difference. Quality products plus factory direct prices equals great value. Mattresses that are designed with better materials. Mattresses that are hand-built in local factories. Mattresses that cost hundreds less than the mainstream mattress brands. Now I know what you're thinking. This all sounds too good to be true, right? Well, it isn't. Stop by one of our factory locations or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. The Original Mattress Factory. Thoughtfully made? honestly priced geico presents unhelpful home improvement how-to's
15: lightning can spark a fire in seconds so today i'll show you how to protect your belongings by covering them in a fireproof blanket fort all you need is a hammer nails and 700 fireproof blankets upon completion you'll notice your apartment isn't just fireproof it's also extremely cozy
12: you could try to protect
8: your valuables with a fireproof blanket fort, or you could get covered for personal property damage through the Geico Insurance Agency. Go to geico.com to see how affordable renter's insurance can be.
2: At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray-on bed liners, tonneau covers, WeatherTech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with Extreme Detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters. Always a favorite. Extreme car and truck in Bridgeville for the extreme
11: in all of us. At extremetruck.net. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy & Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy & Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children, and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. People look at me like I'm crazy when I say to them, I had a great time this morning with my dentist. The reviews are in and patients are raving about Dr. Megan Stock. She's just wonderful and it's such a joy to go in there and they look at you like it's a joy to go to the dentist. I said, well, you don't know my dentist and you should switch over. We just love to talk about the Lord and what's going on in our families. It's a wonderful experience and she does fabulous work. Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com.
4: Mainly clear, warm, and muggy tonight, low 71. Tomorrow, a mix of clouds and sun, breezy, very warm, and humid, 86. A shower and locally heavy thunderstorm will be around late tomorrow and into tomorrow evening. Any storm can be severe with some locally damaging winds. We'll cool down later tomorrow night to 58. Cooler and less humid Saturday with some sun, high 68. I'm Aki Weather's Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM.
14: You never know.
2: Okay, so the ongoing saga of Brett Kavanaugh, the Supreme Court Justice nominee, and Dr. Christine Ford, Mm -hmm. who has... Accused Brett Kavanaugh of assault. Sexual assault. I would say, yeah, sexual assault. When she was 15, he was 17.
3: 34 years ago or something Mm -hmm. such as that?
2: So now today, the latest twist is that Dr. Ford has acquiesced and has said, yes, she will appear at a hearing, not next Monday, but one day next week. Right.
3: So first she said... That she would not appear until the FBI investigated right. And then I believe I'm just guessing from an outsider's perspective that when Chuck Grassley said, well, if you don't you know if she doesn't show, then we're, we're gonna just gonna forward. vote. we're just gonna vote on him. Um, so then she said that she would appear, but not necessarily Monday.
7: right.
3: And so Chuck Grassley, I just looked at The Wall Street Journal before going to air today and he said, well, look, like I have to know by tomorrow at ten a m what we're doing, yeah. so she has to yeah you're either yay or nay uh for a, and this is what I like about what he's done um is that he has said we could do a public, we could do a private, we can do this any number of ways,
2: please don't do a public
3: I've, i but if they put t- but here's the thing, I like the fact that he's allowing her to yes. choose. Which I think is is wise. Would
2: you want to sit in front of the TV cameras and talk about what happened to you when you were 16, 15? Of
3: course not. Right. I wouldn't want to sit in front of TV cameras for any reason, let alone for something as personal as that. So
2: I would hope that they would, you know, proper decorum and just do this behind closed doors and perhaps provide a transcript later for news media, right? Or at the very very minimum, put it on the radio, Hmm. right? Allow Mm -hmm. Allow radio to be in there and you just follow along with the the theater or the drama that's unfolding. This is very difficult. And and I think like myself, most people, you don't know what to make of it. And I'm leery of those who already have a hard and fast opinion who go, well, I know this is what's going on. Because how do you know what's going on?
3: How do you know? How do you know? I mean, I mentioned earlier in the program that I got so annoyed when I saw Julia Louise Dreyfus, who signed onto a petition because she went to the same high school as Christine Blasey Ford. Mm-hmm. So she signed onto a petition saying, that you know, I believe her. And I thought, well, what do you believe? Why do you believe How her? How do not you know? How do I you mean, know? I mean, I'm not there? saying I don't believe her. I'm just saying I have no idea. Yeah. How does anyone know? So why are you signing a petition saying that? Oh, no, I believe her. Well, anyway, well, you get caught up I don't that. know who to believe.
2: Of course you don't. You know, and apparently someone is lying
3: someone has to be lying <laughs>
2: yes exactly someone's lying <laughs> because right because
3: both perspectives cannot they are incompatible and I, want, I did you did it i didn't do it
2: to be honest i mean i want to believe brett kavanaugh sure, I do. I want, I, do too. I want him to i think he acquitted
3: himself Court. very well in the hearings i was super gosh i was knocked out by his recall when it came to judicial cases okay I mean, so there's his knocked. recall
2: and he's saying i don't i was not there my recall he's saying is Wait, I was what if he's lying? I was never there I how do
3: you prove that you can't that that that's why this is that's why this is so difficult and why I do feel like this is a watershed moment for the hashtag MeToo movement because what we, up to this point we have we have seen person after person who's been brought down by allegations but they've all been multiple allegations yes, right, right. and when you look at these instances like Charlie Rose. Or uh, Matt Lauer, whatever. It was a pattern of behavior, and it was many women, and they were repeatable. They yeah. were. It was creepy. Same
2: thing again. And it again. was like an, some guy showing up in his bathrobe.
3: Oh gosh! Right. Thanks for reminding me of that. I was actually well, trying know. to forget the Charlie Rose story, <laughs> and you had the. No, they were all wearing bathrobes. I don't want to know about the bathrobes. You know. That. <laughs> Whether it's Bill
2: Cosby or Charlie Rose <laughs> oh, or thanks. Harvey Weinstein. Anyway,
3: so they so they they have like a modus operandi, right? So. Uh, But this is the perfect instance where we've got a high-profile man, and can a woman bring him down with nothing but one accusation? And if that's the case, have we reached a moment where we need to back it up a little bit and say, okay, we want to believe victims? I've I've always said, especially in light of the Catholic Church scandal that that has been – racking the state of Pennsylvania for the last six weeks, uh, that we need to first off give uh, consideration of to has. the victim and listen to what they have right. to say before anything else. I want to listen. Right.
2: I need to hear. right?
3: However, at the same time, there has to be some method of investigation. So, I mean, if you look at the grand jury report, just for example, in the Catholic Church scandal, there is a lot of evidence for each one of those cases yes okay it's not just hearsay it's not just one person going in and saying a thing right um, so this is an instance where we've got one person against one person I want to give the alleged victim all of the respect and care and everything while at the same time how do you balance that with saying wait we but we do need evidence right or if we don't require evidence or we don't have some kind of standard this could happen to you
2: John right
3: tomorrow it happened to happen to new Mike it could happen to anybody
2: yeah and of course, you know, at the same time, you're I'm cynical. You have to be cynical as well because it's politics. And so, you know, from a democratic perspective, this is like, you know, um, resist, right, in every possible way. So you think, wait a second, um, is this something that's, you know, no pun intended, is something something that's been trumped up to mm-hmm. sort of stop this thing at the 11th well, hour?
3: It is hard to think that it isn't only because of the timing. However,
2: I would not believe that this woman of, of accomplishment would... Just crush her career by stepping out and saying, oh, by the way. I agree. Way.
3: However, Diane Feinstein had this in July Dianne and never brought it. So Diane Feinstein, you, 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 you know that that's, that's, that's the political machination. Yes, it is. Like par excellence. Of course it is. is that she's going to leave this as the coup de grace.
2: Well, this will define her, who she is, good, bad, or otherwise, Diane Feinstein, her career. There's no doubt about that.
3: Well, you know, Dianne Feinstein came won her first election, as I remember, shortly after the Anita Hill, Mm -hmm. Clarence Thomas trial. Right, right. So maybe she's looking at this as, boy, that was you know a great moment of you know feminist you know advancement or something like that. But here's the thing: why is it a fem? Why should this be feminist advancement if we don't know what happened?
2: It should be the advancement of truth. Yes,
3: that's what we should be looking for, right? We shouldn't be on one side or the other. Let's just figure out what happened. But can we?
2: I don't know. So why are we? I don't know, I'm, because they've got to do something. I mean, they just can't sort of shrug their shoulders and go, "Okay, let's take a vote."
3: Okay, so what if she comes because to she testify must be heard. and she tests, First of all, if she comes to testify, we're not she's, even sure it that's going like to happen. she's going to. Okay, but they still haven't decided. She said she's not coming Later Monday. Later next
2: week. That's what she said. Well, says. so what does
3: that mean? So what if she says know. at the end of next week she's not going to do it until the week no, after? No, I think
2: that you know then now that she said, "Okay, I'm going to testify," they go, "Okay, well, how about Wednesday at ten o'clock? You be here in the." Yeah, but they ability.
3: already said, "How about be here Monday?" And well, she, she said, said, "No, Monday can't do Monday." what because she's something else she might have a oh, nail i don't
2: know she i don't might have know something else you know maybe it's too... here's the deal all these lawyers are can you imagine no, being this, surrounded by this that
3: this is like Boy, house Lord, of Lord, cards Lord, 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 isn't Lord, it Lord, Lord. this is like house of cards they're
2: all in there mike stop
3: <laughs> eight i know i like it 800 3208255 we want to hear from you okay so just i mean What's let us your have what take we don't take? know we have no idea all i know is i i politics are so unbelievably enmeshed in this story that I don't know how you'd ever get to the truth of it. 800-320-8255. Yeah,
2: maybe maybe you could tell us something that we don't know and give us some wisdom here, okay? Oh, good gravy. (laughs) 800-320-8255. We're going to take a break and be back in just a few minutes, please.
12: Are your credit cards maxed out? Do you owe more than $10,000? Are you juggling your bills only making minimum payments? Credit card companies are playing a dirty trick on you. They want you to think you must pay it all back, and that's simply not true. Credit card companies hate it when we expose their secrets. In fact, there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. National Debt Relief offers programs that help you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped... Tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $1 billion of debt. National Debt Relief has earned an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. They're also the number one rated debt relief program by top consumer reviews and top 10 reviews. Don't declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. Settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Call National Debt Relief now at 800-645-1660. 800-645-1660. 800-645-1660. The
11: Pittsburgh North Regional Chamber, along with St.
12: Barnabas Health System,
11: proudly presents the next session in their educational series, Innovation Pittsburgh. Friday, September 21st from 8 to 1130 a.m. at the Washington Place of St. Barnabas Health System in Gibsonia. Join host former Allegheny County Executive James Roddy and explore what great opportunities are in store for America's most livable city. Featuring a panel of the region's leading entrepreneurial experts. For tickets and information, visit pghnorth.
8: your jewelers for life
15: with the warmer weather winding down it's time to ride out the summer in a new Chevrolet hi this is Tun Chilkin for the team at Calusi Chevrolet right now Calusi has a huge selection of crossovers like the all-new Chevy Traverse and Equinox and Trax with all-wheel drive Wi-Fi connectivity and plenty of storage space these vehicles are fully equipped for today's busy family. And you can buy with confidence knowing Calusi Chevrolet has been serving Pittsburgh for over a 100 years. Chevrolet, find new roads. Hey, this is John Hall. This Friday, Kath and I hit the books as
2: the Ride Home broadcasts live from Pittsburgh Theological Seminary. It's the grand reopening of the newly renovated Barber Library, the largest standalone theological library east of the Mississippi. Stop by from 4 to 6, enjoy coffee at the cafe, and see all this fantastic local resource has to offer, including the new Fred Rogers Family Room. You'll be over the moon. Speaking of which, Andy Masig from the History Museum will join us to talk about the upcoming Apollo 11 exhibit. This Friday from 4 to 6 on the Ride Home with John and Kathy. You know what? We're not trying to make light of this, despite Mike no, playing No, but you this have to laugh, music. because
3: this is crazy.
2: No, I can't laugh about this. You have This, this, to. Is, this it's is a crazy. heartbreaking thing. I know it is, it is but, it's still,
3: but it's still... Politics makes it Customers. crazy.
2: I despise Mike, it. Very I fun. really do. Okay, so look, uh, no one's called. I, no one has an opinion about this. No one has an this.
3: opinion on Judge Kavanaugh.
2: 800... Uh, and Christine time. Blasey Ford. Call us, or we're just going to keep on talking. Yeah, because uh, we, believe we've got me, I have enough to say. 800 320 8255. You want to jump in on this and uh, give us your two cents about Brett Kavanaugh and, and Dr. Ford, please? Okay. So I sent you something, this article.
3: Boy, this is a great article by uh, Daniel Henninger in today's Wall Street Journal. But this is the part of it that I, that I highlighted because I think that this is the essence of why this whole situation to me is untenable. It says its political value is that it cannot be disproved. That's yeah. what we're talking about right. is that there is the no ultimate.
2: He said, she said, right.
3: So there is no way that Brett Kavanaugh can get out of this situation because there's no way he can disprove it. There's no way. When did you stop beating your wife? That's right. what this it's is. Exactly there's is. no way out for him. Right. And so I guess what I'm saying is if we allow this to happen, well, we are allowing it to happen, but what, what kind of precedent is this setting for public figures?
2: I would think, you know, what, what will sway this, and you know this is always the case is emotion
3: that is a horrible you know that will happen horrible reality
2: i think emotion will win and or lose the day
3: okay so what happens so what so this maybe
2: what? right maybe you know dr ford shows up and has this narrative and it is deeply grounded in the horror of the 15 seconds or whatever while this was going on some 35 years ago and you and you know everyone goes and leans into it, and you feel that, and you experience that, that will, I think, that. what else? That's the only thing you can paint right. your hand on. I know,
3: but here's the thing. If that emotion is fully expressed and felt, and all of those things, I'm not trying to minimize that, but how do we, as people who were not there, and people who were talking about this almost 40 years later, Right,
2: discern the truth.
3: How do we know that that's the same guy?
2: I don't know. I, I have no idea. Let's go to the phones. Uh, hey, Mike, you're with us. What's your take on this? Hey, Mike, are you there? Uh,
0: well, hey. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Uh, yeah. First of all, I wanted to say I love new Mike, chiming in with the uh, with the with the intro. So, so did though, I. John, I, I did.
3: <laughs> Thank you, John. I didn't didn't have, like it, but you and I did. So I've we're
2: just good. Gr- I've grown tired of it. That's all I'm saying. Just <laughs> so grown tired. Of it. So
3: fussy. Anyway, Mike, what do you think? So,
0: no, real shortly. So I think that you obviously want to take every type of accusation and find. Um, the truth about it. And then when, you know, you see through some non-mainstream media outlets that the accuser is seen at anti-Trump rallies and things like that, which had surfaced a few days ago, I think that causes cause for alarm. Because
3: I, because it just adds to the political thing. See, I, I don't buy.
2: I don't necessarily buy that. I mean, you know, I, I just can't imagine that a, a, a woman, this professor, a learned doctor, would drive her career off the cliff for the sake of going after Donald Trump. I just don't buy that.
3: And especially and, and, because and he, I, I saw today that the overall uh, amount of money that she's given to Democratic causes less than a like, hundred bucks. It's like forty three dollars. Yeah. The only
0: thing that's not being explained or talked about and, and we really don't fathom this as an idea but what if there's a large sum of money that is being offered to her i yeah.
2: can't imagine she's she's comes from money she she comes from wealth so i can't well, imagine are you
3: saying that because of the high school she went to
2: yeah i mean that's you know that was an exclusive that was a tony high school so it right. wasn't as though you know you're going to sell your soul for five million dollars i can't imagine someone would do that either Although, you,
3: listen, I mean, no, do you know on. history and humanity? Yeah, of course there are people that would do that.
2: This is a woman who already has moved out of her house. She's gotten death right. threats, all that whole right. thing. Right. You're going to give that up for what? So you're to sit on the beach in die. Bali? I don't think so. 800-320-8255. Cheryl, you're with us live today. Uh, what's your take on this, please?
5: I agree with everything that Kathy's saying. Everything? I don't want to hurt the victim if she's really a victim. But I also
9: believe anyone to come forward and say this information.
3: So then what do we do when we believe when we think both of those things? Are there there can be no resolution to this, right? No satisfactory well, resolution? Well, she, she
5: did put her foot in her mouth when she said there was another man in the room.
3: Right. So there is a but that person says that he doesn't remember it ever happening. So, what does that that Well, that's
5: my thing. It's not totally she said he said When she said there was a third person in the room, if he's saying there's nothing happened, it's not totally he said, she said. If he said, she said, and then you have a man saying,
0: I "I don't remember
5: anything either.
3: All right. That's a good point. That is an
2: excellent point. Thanks, Cheryl.
13: Thanks,
3: Cheryl.
2: Okay. I don't know. I mean, it's fascinating to watch it unfold. It's like, a sl- to me, it feels like a slow motion nightmare.
3: All right. Listen to this. Back to the Wall Street Journal article by Daniel Henninger. He says, consider the spectacle. Judge Kavanaugh's nomination for the U.S. Supreme Court, the embodiment of a modern rule of law, is being decided in the Senate by the medieval practice of trial by ordeal, yeah, such as surviving immersion in fire or ice. Trial by ordeal, by the way, was outlawed by the Lateran Council in 1215. <laughs> Or worse, the standards of the mob in the Roman Colosseum, turning thumbs up or thumbs down on the combatants. Though unlike the Senate Democrats, he says the Roman mob at least had an open mind. So he's convinced the Democrats have decided, and of course the of course Democrats they have decided have. because of they've decided, I mean,
2: obstructed every turn. You know that. Just how that's the world that we're living in here. Seriously, I, I believe that your husband's right.
3: My husband is convinced that within twenty-five years the country fractures.
2: Twenty-five, probably. At this rate, a decade or less. I mean, it's just we're we're living in crazy world. Heaven help us, really. I, I, all I mean, when is,
3: I when I read Kirsten Gillibrand's quote today, and I'm not, I know that I've been hard on Democrats here, but um,
2: I don't think you have. Been.
3: Okay, New York Senator Kirsten Gillibrand said, "Are you ready?" I believe this is disqualifying, given what we know. Oh come on!
2: No, that's ridiculous. Well, what do we what know? Do you know? We don't
3: know anything. No. What do you mean it's disqualifying? I mean that has that is pure politics speaking because there's zero yeah. evidence.
2: If you're ever if you are Pretty ever going to pray for this country, this is the this is the time. I mean, we are so dark here, so disparate, so separate from each other, so full of hatred and distrust and anger.
3: And you know that from a Democratic perspective, and I'm speaking as someone who's not a Democrat, so I hope I'm accurate when I say this. This is all about Roe v. Wade. Of course That's it all this right. is. Right. That's all right. this is about Roe v. Wade. The Democrats and fear me, that Kavanaugh right, gets in there and right. he rolls his and, back, which is not going right. to happen and anyway. let me say, if you, I just feel the need to again repeat the fact that the U.S. Supreme Court is not going to outlaw abortion. Okay. Even if Roe versus Wade was rolled back, all that would do is push it to the states and every state would get to decide on its own. Okay. It has to be a legislative decision for abortion to be made illegal in the country. It's not going to be made illegal by the Supreme Court. So this is not this whole furor over Roe versus Wade is so uh, misplaced, misplaced It's just from an, a completely ignorant point of view. And I mean, uneducated when I say that for crying out loud. If Roe versus Wade gets rolled back, guess what? You can go if you don't if you can't get an abortion in Pennsylvania, go to, which, then go to West Virginia or you can go to California or, you know, New York or wherever it is. Let's I mean, hope it doesn't come. And that. of course, and state legislatures should decide on their own, which, in my opinion, is the way it should have always been done.
8: Over two-thirds of Christian young people will step away from their faith while attending a non-Christian college or university. But Word FM and Salem Media Pittsburgh have a solution. Salem Media Pittsburgh has partnered with Judson University, a private Christian college, in offering a limited number of special grants designed to decrease the cost of tuition by over half. These tuition grants are available now. Call our tuition solution specialist at 412-503-4769 to reserve yours. Right now, there are young people across the world facing a tough choice. Continue their dream of education or drop out to help their family put food on the table.
11: You can help change their future in a single moment. See how far your support can go at Unbound.org. If you're not in the club, you're missing out. Word FM Discount Shopping Club members get up to half off great deals every day, right from your computer or smartphone, like today. Get triple the clean for half the price. Locally-owned Sears Carpet Cleaning on Mary Avenue, Pittsburgh, is offering three rooms professionally cleaned, a $99 value, discount price for shopping club members at just $50. Bucks. Log on now to wordfm.com. Keyword Shopping.
3: Insane. Oh, no, I like it.
2: Okay, so so this is not <laughs> unprecedented, right? Clarence Thomas and Anita Hill in front of television cameras before a national totally audience. But it is a grilling of two principals involved in you know wanting to move yeah, something there were forward. 20,
3: there were 22 witnesses. In that case, who testified? So
2: then, what's the standard here? How do you
3: determine this? And, and the FBI this? investigated it. So the, F- the FBI invested, investigated it, and decided that the charges were without merit.
2: Okay, so then if this is unprecedented, then what is the format that helps you deliver the truth?
3: Diane Feinstein should have released that letter in July well, that's if she wanted. Under the if bridge. she wanted the FBI to investigate, the FBI has investigated Kavanaugh. This would be the, if they investigate him again, this would be number seven. I
6: believe that Diane Feinstein's getting what times, she wants, which is chaos. Times.
3: What she wanted is chaos. Yeah, well, that's which means exactly that, I, we are. that any amount of respect i had for her i lost because that's the Never last it.
2: thing it's we ever
3: needed in this process was chaos if you get anything you can make it more partisan this is it
2: it's all hashtag resist it really I'm hashtag obstructed.
3: resist
2: you know that's my true gosh. it is
3: good grief well, we're gonna have like the french revolution we're like you believe know, people,
2: me people would like to have the guillotine oh my you know that. gosh it's absolutely insane
3: okay all all i want to maintain is my humanity in this. I just want to maintain my humanity in hearing from a, a woman who says she's a victim and being able to actually listen to what she has to I'm say that. to give her a chance to express herself because that's what any one of us would want. While at the same time, I feel like it's okay for me as a citizen to express out loud my question as to why she waited so long to talk about it.
2: Maybe we should go back to our second guest and as a body of believers. I'll do a three-day fast. Right? We surrender. We surrender that, and we give it to God, and we fast, and we go through this process. I think
3: Because the only thing we should want is the truth. Yes, Regardless exactly. of politics. We should want right. the
2: truth. Because my, I'm not hinged here on the rise and fall of the United States. The principality is the principality of our Lord and Savior. Mm-hmm. Thanks for being with us. Podcast is up about an hour or so. Let's get on it.
1: The Ride Home with John and Kathy.
2: A production
4: of Word FM and Salem Communications.